Welcome to the Guided Lines Podcast, the best place for tips, tactics, and stories from fishing guides around the world. And now your host, Jake Baker. What's going on, guys, and welcome back. I'm your host, Jake Baker, and this is episode number 10 of the Guided Lines Podcast. Today we are featuring Captain Jonathan Moss uh, of Go Castaway Charters in Orlando, Florida. We were actually able to catch up with Captain Jonathan as he was on his way out uh, for an afternoon trip. We talked everything from fishing both freshwater and saltwater species, uh, fishing tackle and fly fishing, taking a client out who wants to try fly fishing for the first time and kind of working with them there. Uh, he also shares with me, really, um, a couple tactics for the first time I tried to get a tarpon on a fly. So um, it was a great conversation. We loved having him. A uh, little bit of housekeeping first. You know I got to do it to you. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Guided Lines Podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways soon, and the only way you're going to know about those giveaways is if you're following us there. Um, if you have got something to email us or want to let us know how we're doing, shoot us an email, guidedlinesinfo at gmail.com. Um, we are also on iTunes and Stitcher, so please make sure to download, rate, and review. Um, so with that being said, let's jump right into it. This is episode number 10 featuring Captain Jonathan Moss. All right, on the line with me today, I have got Captain Jonathan Moss with Go Castaway Fishing Charters in Orlando, Florida. Captain Jonathan, how are you, sir? Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me. This opportunity to uh, share a little bit about me and uh, fishery. Excited yeah, to be here. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to come on. Um, so, first things first, how is the fishing going? Oh, man, it's summertime. So we have some warm waters throughout the state, specifically in my area. So we are really targeting our fish first thing in the morning. Uh, that first light has been a phenomenal bite. And then as it gets about 10, 11 o'clock, we see obviously a decline uh, in the, the action of the activity from the fish because it's getting really warm. Uh, but then we're going back out in the afternoon bite uh, and seeing the fish after. We've been having steady rain every day just about in the afternoon. After those rains come through, we see a a temperature drop, and again, those fish uh, are becoming more active. So we're definitely focusing on, in on the morning time and the evening time. Awesome. And I believe you're on your way out right now. Is that correct? I am. I am on my way to the East Coast. We're going to do a little uh, light tackle tarpon fishing in the Mosquito Lagoon this evening. Awesome. So, so I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great trip. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds that sounds awesome. Um, you know, you, you're talking about Mosquito Lagoon. You know, talk to some of the different fisheries that you touch down there in uh, Central Florida. Um, do you go as far as how? I mean, how far south do you go? Um, you know, as far as the state of Florida goes, what, what kind of territory are you covering? My territory is in Orlando with freshwater fishing. So I'm doing the bass stuff, uh, having a lot of fun with largemouth bass. And then I also do the saltwater side, so that's Mosquito Lagoon from New Smyrna Beach all the way down to the Indian River and the Banana River Lagoon down in Cocoa Beach. So it's a large area on the saltwater side, uh, but that allows us to uh, just hit a numerous amount of fish, um, different species. And then if we have a, a day where it's rain or a day where it's really windy, we have areas throughout that region that we can go and tuck in and hide and still have a successful day on the water. Absolutely. 
Um, so, you know, you're talking about kind of the largemouth bass fishing. You know, what's kind of the ratio you find that you're, you're getting from people who are calling you up and looking for a trip? A lot more saltwater fans out there or, you know, is it kind of 50-50? Uh, it's definitely more it's heavier on the saltwater side. I would probably say uh, 70-30. Uh, most of my clients are coming into town wanting to experience something that they don't have at home. Right. And uh, there are more places for my clients to bass fish than, uh, than to go chase ta- uh, tarpon or go chase uh, tailing reds. Um, but there are some people who that's all they do, so they, they come over and they want to go do some, uh, some largemouth fishing. I get a lot of clients that come over from um, from across the pond over in England, and uh, they they like to focus in on bass and uh, bass on the fly, which is also a lot of fun. Yeah, I catch a lot of smallmouth on the fly up here in the Midwest, um, so I can I can relate there. I have a I have a ball doing it, um, but not necessarily you know haven't 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 done a ton of uh, saltwater fishing. Um, so, you know, for those who, who might not be more familiar with the saltwater game, you know, kind of explain, you know, someone calls up from out of town and they're, and they're looking to go on a saltwater trip, you know, what are their options and what's kind of the game plan moving forward? Well, it depends on the season. So summertime, most of these fish are here and they're active. And by variety, I'm talking, you have snook, tarpon, redfish, black drum, Sea trout. Those are our biggest species here in Mosquito Lagoon, uh, Cocoa Beach, in short. All uh, into winter time, we get cooler waters and we get some colder temps. You'll see that the redfish and the trout are still, uh, and the black drum are still here, but the trout, I'm sorry, the snook and the tarpon will then move south. So, summertime, warmer waters, more variety, wintertime, uh, cooler waters, less variety, but still a great variety of fish between redfish and trout. Right. So now are you, are you from the South Florida area or Central Florida area originally? Um, and then did you grow up fishing, fishing salt versus uh, freshwater or are you kind of doing, grew up doing both? I tell you, I was very fortunate, born and raised here in Orlando uh, at a young age three years old, my dad started taking me fishing in some of the local ponds, uh, catching bluegill and, and bass, and just having a blast doing that with my little Zepco 33 push button. Love that. Actually still have that same combo from when I was a little kid. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. When I was five years old, my parents uh, bought a little condo at the beach, and so our weekends throughout the month were divided between being out at the beach and being, you know, home in Orlando. So I was very fortunate in the sense that I was able to fish both salt and freshwater all growing up. And all of my fishing show, you know, icons of watching from, you know, Flip Pallet to Bill Dance to Hank Parker, I watched all these guys. And so I got to learn a little bit of everything from all of them and uh, from fresh and saltwater side and use those tactics that I learned on TV and I was learning from my dad every weekend on the water. So I, uh, I'm, I'm super blessed and fortunate to be able to have both uh, fresh and salt growing up. That's great. So uh, a question that I'm, I'm asking a lot of the guides that, that come on the podcast um, is, you know, what kind of what they think 
stands them out or, or propels them into becoming a guide. Um, I think a lot of folks out there are just as pas- passionate about fishing uh, as guides are. However, for whatever reason, um, you know, they didn't take that extra step into, you know, really making that a, a career for them. Um, so what do you think about, you know, you, what is it about you that kind of slingshot you uh, into becoming a guide? Well, let me say, guiding and fishing are two different things. Uh, you can be a great fisherman and not be a great guide. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of us who, who can fish. I know some great guys that can go and catch fish all day long. But when you're guiding, you're not really the one making the cast. At least on my boat, that's not how I work. You know, someone is paying me to give them an opportunity to catch a fish. I feel like I'm stealing that opportunity if I'm the one making the cast, hooking the fish, and hitting them the rod. And there are a lot of guys that do that, but that's not how it works on my boat. So with, with clients, you're really wanting to give them that opportunity for them to do it, and that's really different from you fishing. Uh, and what I mean by that is I'm, you are going out as a, as a guide, and you're letting someone else do it, which is completely different than your weekend warrior. Um, and so that's a big part of guys who are thinking about going out and becoming a guide, you know, do you want to give up that opportunity to fish? For me, I I light up when people catch fish. I get more joy now from seeing someone hook up and catching a fish than for me actually doing it. Um, it and that sounds weird and crazy. I still, don't get me wrong, I still love to fish, but there's a lot of pleasure uh, because when I do my job, when I pull the boat and get the boat in position and I do my research and do my spend my time on the water and find where these fish are when i do my job then the client is able to do theirs and uh and it's a definitely a tag team event you know uh not to plug dave ramsey but the financial guru always says you need to hire somebody with the heart of a teacher and there's a lot of truth in that when you're in school learning stuff you don't want to be yelled at you don't want to be screamed at and and i that's definitely my mindset on on my boat you know, we're already winning because we're not at work. We're already winning because we're not stuck behind a computer, staring at it, uh, at a screen, at a desk. We're on the water. We're in God's creation. It's absolutely gorgeous. And now let's work together. Let's laugh. Let's have a blast. Let's go find fish. Let's go catch fish. And definitely a work together aspect there. But, man, I just, I love, I'm passionate about seeing people catch fish. And I think if you want to be a successful guide, you need to be, passionate about catching or seeing people catch fish yeah that's that's very that's very very well said um so you know talking a little bit taking a step back and you're talking about kind of you know having patience with folks and you not being the one to cast um i know you do uh light tackle as well as fly fishing um you know speak to the differences there and you know kind of working with someone who might be converting or, or not converting but just you know looking to try uh fly fishing yeah last week i had a gentleman on board it was his first time fly fishing in the salt he does a lot of trips uh out to the midwest um looking for uh you know trout rainbows cutthroats browns and it's a totally different ball game on um you know on the saltwater side and so he joined me uh for a day on the water um to do two things a he wanted to catch a tarpon on fly and b he wanted to get better at fly fishing saltwater and and so what we did, we spent some time working on his cast. He already had a cast, but it was adding 
uh, uh, link to the throw, uh, getting more line out, working on the double haul, um, doing less false cast. Um, and we worked on that for about an hour, uh, and then we were able to really get on some fish. And you see the light bulb turn on as he's practicing, as I'm coaching him through, and as he's making these casts. And uh, he was able to hook and land his first tarpon on fly, and it was a baby, and it was probably uh, five pounds. And but man, we were both hollering and screaming because the two of us came together, and he was he was, he was starting to click. You know, uh, if you were looking thinking about going into fly fishing um, and doing the saltwater side, you definitely need to think about that double haul, and you need to be um, patient with yourself and don't get frustrated. It's a different ball game than than doing a roll cast on a stream or, or fishing from a drift boat. Um, a lot of those trout guys are, are throwing it, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet and then letting it drift uh, with them. And uh, it's a different ball game. here. We're needing to throw 60 to 80 feet at a super spooky fish. Um, so definitely, definitely something that is capable, you're capable of doing, but it just takes a little bit of time and practice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so real quick, uh, I know we got to let you go here. Obviously, you got to get onto the water. Um, but another common theme with a lot of the guides that I've spoken to is, you know, this profession has taken them to some pretty incredible places in the world uh, and given them, them some pretty awesome opportunities. Have you been able to, you know, let fly fishing kind of take you to other places? Uh, and if so, you know, Ed, do you have a specific story or, or anything you could share with us on that? Hey, man, let me tell you, I live in just an unbelievable state. Florida has so many different options, and I, you can go one day and go fishing for exotics down in South Florida canals, catching peacocks, jaguars, cichlids. You can drive a couple hours south, and you can be in Isla Mirada fishing the flats for bones, permit, tarpon, uh, or come up here to the lagoon and, and do redfish and, and trout or head over to the Gulf Coast and do big tarpon off the beach in Tampa Bay. I tell you, I don't have to travel far yeah. to go and get some awesome fishing, and I'm super thankful for that. But all that to say, on my list uh, is Black Fly Lodge in Abaco, and uh, that's kind of a dream trip right now. And then beyond that, I want to head over Christmas Island for some uh, some big TTs. I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet, but I'm uh, one day. It's on the bucket list. Absolutely. Um, but like I said, right now I'm just focusing on my state and. If you haven't been to Florida, man, come down. If you haven't fished here, come down, hook up with me. Let's go. There are so many fish to catch on fly. Um, one of my favorites is, you know, catching sharks on fly. Big bull sharks, you know, swim in the flats. Chum it up, throw out a fly, and hold on with 12-way. It's an absolute blast. <laughs> you know, it's, it, the tug is the drug for me, though. Yeah. I'm happy with catching a little fish, too. It's all, it's all a blast, man. So if you had to pick one, gun, gun to your head, you have to pick one fish in Florida for the rest of your life. What is it? Oh, tarpon. Yeah. Tarpon. No That's doubt awesome. about it. It's, they're my personal favorite frustration. <laughs> I tell guys that get on the boat, we're going to go one for ten. And I had a guy the other day, he jumped six tarpon. He's a fly guy from Idaho. He jumped six tarpon. The biggest was at 60 pounds. And we're using a six weight um, and uh, with a 20-pound leader. And at the end of the day, you know, we hadn't put a single fish in the boat. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. You didn't land one. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, no trout 
has ever pulled my, my line, <laughs> yeah. bit a rod like that fish. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's that's why I do this every day. It's it's they are by far my favorite fish to catch. Right. Um, so talk about just crush they crush your fly and they go absolutely berserk coming out of the water. They're a blast to catch. Right. So and I've and I've never like I said uh, never. F- fished saltwater before uh but when a tarpon jumps you see a lot of guys stick their rod kind of just straight dead out ahead is that a strategy there that you're that, yes that's what explain that real quick to me because i've always wondered that it is it's called bowing to the king uh and it goes against everything you've been taught your entire life you know you never right. want to give a fish slack but in that situation that's exactly what you're doing you know this fish is propelling themselves out of the water and violently shaking their head. And when your line is tight, it allows the fish to pop the hook. And you're not necessarily breaking off, but you are. it is shaking its head so violently that the hook comes tight and pops out the other direction. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you are, when you are pointing your rod to the fish, when you are bowing to the king you are allowing that fish a little bit of slack. Once you hook that fish, once that fit, that hook is good into that fish's mouth and it's set, it's not going to come out when you give it slack as that fish is jumping out of the air. But it'll definitely come out if you are pulling one fit way and the fish is able to pull the other. So that that's right. definitely why we do that, bowing to the king. Regardless if it's a small one or a big one, you you try to point to the, to the fish. You will feel the fish surging. You will feel it wanting to come out of the water. You know, if you were freshwater bass fishing and you felt that bass surging, you would stick your rod down and you'd keep it down. You're not going to do that to a tarpon. It's not going to. It's not going to stay in the water. It's going to come out. Interesting. I, I'm sure so, that that takes some absolutely. getting used to for a lot of guys who are, uh, you know, used to keeping that tight that tight line. Oh, absolutely. And, and the other issue we run into is um, guys are nor- normally, you know, we call it trout setting. You're setting up. You're pulling, you're setting right. the hook up right. when you're on fly. Um, but we're here for saltwater. We're not doing that. We're doing a strip set. And so that's, you'll hear me on the, I'm on the back of the boat on the platform, and I see the fish be strip, strip, strip. And when I see the eat, you'll hear me yell, you know, strip set, strip set, strip set. Or I'll be saying it, hey, man, when he eats, strip set, strip set. Just trying to say it over and over and over again so the guy on the, on the pointy end of the skiff can remember, get it in his head, and not forget, hey, I need a strip set because if I lift up, it's going to come right out of that fish's mouth. Um, but, yeah, pointing to the fish, bound to the king, and making sure you get that good strip set, that good uh, tight, hard pull, keeping that rod down at the initial set uh, to be able to hook that fish. Key, key elements to, uh, to becoming successful out here on fly. Awesome. Well, hey, you got me jacked up, so I'm going to come down there uh, sooner than later and get with you on some tarpon. Let's go, bro. Now is the time. <laughs> uh, if we have a warm – last few years we've had a warm winter. The last yeah. tarpon, uh, we went – I was catching tarpon all the way to January. Oh, wow, that late. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the middle – towards the end of January, it, we started getting some cold fronts. By the middle of February, it was it – was, chilly and they had stopped they had disappeared um and then started towards the end of march hey it's hot here we go they start showing up fish on um but yeah let's go come on i got a couch you can crash on (laughs) that sounds good i will uh i'll talk to my wife and i'll get right on that (laughs) 
There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, we'll let you get awesome, back. Dude. Yeah, we'll let you get on the water. Uh, for those of you looking to check out Captain Jonathan, uh, you can find him on Instagram at GoCastaway. Also, check him out at his website, GoCastaway.com. Captain, we appreciate it, sir. Absolutely. And if any of the listeners, you have any questions uh, or you want to swap stories, don't hesitate. Give me a call. I love to talk to you. Even if you don't book a trip, I, I love helping people become better at fishing. That's my heart, and I want to see everyone uh, be, be as successful as they can be out on the water. Yeah, and I think you're doing some YouTube clips, if I saw right, on your Instagram. You're doing some kind of tutorials. Yeah, we're doing a few, and, and as uh, August comes around, I'm starting to really get a few more done. I'm trying to do a couple a month. Okay. Um, I, again, try, just trying to make better anglers out there. Definitely. And we're, uh, we'll be doing a bunch of tutorials starting in August. Awesome. We'll be on the lookout for those guys. And uh, Captain Jonathan, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Tight lines, y'all. Yep, Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Thanks again to Captain Jonathan for coming on the podcast today. We will leave all of his contact information in the show notes um, on his featured page at guidedlines.com. Um, also make sure you're following us on Instagram at guided lines podcast, shoot us an email. If you've got something to say at guided lines, info at gmail.com. Also, if you're still listening to this in the final, final seconds of the podcast, just go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to which whenever, whichever you have download rate in review. It'll take you 10 seconds. I'm going to leave you right now with that. Thanks so much for listening and we'll talk again next week.